Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And I can sever. Talk, 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 talk about songs. We certainly do. Sometimes we talk about two of them at the same time. <laughs> I'm your co host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here. As always, with the sweetest 16 I know, Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Oh, hi. Sure, I'm 16. Let's say that. You were only 16, only 16, when this season began. <laughs> um, and this season, in case you have just arrived, is our record of the year showdown season. This is, in fact, the Sweet 16 episode. A couple of things have changed in between this round and the previous one. Mark, could you please bring listeners up to date? Yes. So this time and in all episodes going forward, we are going to be ranking our songs in the traditional Mastis way, which means... I will give each song 1 to 16 points. Uh, My song that is number 1 for me this week will get 16 points. My number 2 song will get 15 points all the way down to my 16th place song getting 1 point. Sarah will do the same. And using the patrons' votes on Patreon, I will also be assigning points to the songs based on how the patrons felt about them. We will then tally up all the points, and the 8 top point getters will be our elite eight in next week's round. So basically what we've done is just given more weight to our individualized feelings about each one of these songs, because at this point it felt like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there we are. Yeah, there we are. Um, So let's get into it, shall we? What is our, what is the first contender today well coming at you first in our sweet 16 to determine the all-time greatest grammy winner for record of the year is beat it by michael jackson and sarah i did pull a clip but i only pulled a clip of eddie van halen's guitar solo (laughs) because i just feel like we should listen to it um i concur may he rest and let's all rock out That every time we hear a clip of that song, I think about how smart the build of it is and what a um amazing mm. amalgam of different um kinds of awesome it is. Like the vocal is great, the bridge is great, the contrast of that bridge that we just heard to the rest of the like slightly more synthy and processed um sound of the sound of the verses and chorus, like it's just a it's just a brilliant song. It's a brilliant song. I never get sick of it. Well, where did you end up putting it in your ranking for this week? Um, I did not expect it to continue at this level, but it is my number two song with 15 points. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, yep. 
The patrons feel also quite strongly about it. They've put it in sixth place overall, which gives it 11 points. Okay. And this is a good time to say, if you want to add your voice to these rankings, then you can join us at patreon.com slash mastis. And if you become a patron at the Madonna level or higher, you too can vote. And perhaps you will be thinking you should have voted when you find out that I put this song in 13th. Huh. Well, I think we are probably at the point where, like, there's maybe one or two songs that we don't like. And everything else is good, but they got to go somewhere. So, yeah. Well, this is... I I actually really like all of the songs this week. But I I really wrestled with this. Because at one point, Beat It was as high as 7th on my Mm -hmm. rankings. But then I thought, for me, which of these songs bring me joy in conjunction with respect. And for me, Beat It is a song I respect, but that I do not enjoy as much as some of the others. I thought about the fact huh. that I've never once, I've never once decided to listen to Beat It for fun. I hear it all the time because I live in the world, but I've never thought, you know what? Today is a Beat It day. And I have thought that about many, many other songs on this countdown. So I just decided 13th place it is. I, I think that's fair, and I think that's a perfectly good metric, honestly. I mean, listen, I had some long, dark nights of the soul where I was like pacing around, muttering to myself like Miss Havisham about God, what no. I believe. Me too. Me too. <laughs> what <laughs> Mrs. Do I Rochester and the attic over here. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. bad. Who are you? What do you want to put in the world? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, but of course, we'll be getting to more of that uh, all too soon. Now, next, I will say, is Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes, another song that I really like. But on my joy metric, I was like, you know, I've never really actively sought this one out either. So with all due respect and much love to the raspy-voiced Kim Carnes, I put this in 14th place and gave it only three points. Huh. Um, yeah, this is one that I was like, I, I sort of respond to it in a way that's, I mean, visceral seems like too heavy a word for how I feel about this song. Uh, but what I'm basically trying to say is that it floated around a lot, but then whenever I would sort of put it in a head-to-head matchup against another song that was coming onto my list, it, like, I couldn't necessarily say about a lot of these songs, like, do I like that better? Would I turn that Mm. up in the car? Would I listen to it again? And, you know, you got to have a roller skating song in here, people. I don't make (laughs) the rules, (laughs) but I am prepared to enforce them. With that said, it was Kind of right in the middle, still in my top half, but I put it in number eight, and that gives it nine points. I mean, you're right that New York Mayor uh, Eric Adams did recently say that all ranked lists of songs must include at least one roller skating anthem. So thank you for acknowledging that. And if we're going to to listen to anyone's wise counsel, it's that guy (laughs) who's like sleeping in his desk like George Costanza. (laughs) Oh, Eric, why, why are you like this? Um, So the patrons were almost exactly aligned with you. They put it in ninth place and gave it eight points. Hmm. Okay. Now, where did you land with Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Well, you know, the top top half in terms of, like, ranking them is, you know, uh, once again, 
in any group of 16 you've got like everyone between nine and 13 is like this kind of could go anywhere but when we're actually doing the rankings and not just an up down vote you have to be a little more um small c catholic about it i guess yeah um but this one was really like um i couldn't believe it was only fourth kind of but there's (laughs) There's a lot of all-timers on this list. So that's where I put it, was fourth with 13 points. And um, I'm I'm comfortable with that this time, but depending on what happens with this song, the shit's about to get complex. What did you do? Okay, so the patrons put it in 11th place, which gives it six points. And Ew, I, patrons. I, but I shocked myself by agreeing with them. Wow. <laughs> yes. I okay I here's the thing I love this song I have spoken at length on this season about my enthusiasm for Green Day as a band it is such a good song but I was like okay some of the songs that I've ranked higher I thought I'm ranking these higher because I want to acknowledge how like unusual they are and I again songs like you said songs 8 to 13 are basically all roughly within a hair's breadth of each other yeah but at the end of the day i was like do i am i gonna feel like fist pumping uh emilio estevez breaking the glass in that montage in breakfast club level excitement about this song going through or about some other songs going through and this song did not get my emilio estevez fist pump but now it's it's then that's what's so fucking crazy about this prison into which we've willfully locked ourselves Sarah. <laughs> and then eaten the key and washed it down with bourbon like a couple of real assholes but like yes. the worst like the worst sequel to the saw movies that you've ever seen <laughs> The audience sawed off its own ears so that they wouldn't have to listen to that shit anymore, is what the oh, critics said. Oh, God. Escape from boo-boo trash. I don't even know <laughs> what's happening. Anyway, please complete your thought. My point being, it now makes it seem like I'm hating on Green Day because I did this, but I don't. But these are the these are the laws by which we've chosen to live. I really love this song and only put it in 11th place. I mean... I'm like teasing the patrons because when they find out where I put a certain flowing body of water, oh, I'm going to have to change my name and go into oh. hiding. Um, okay, so that brings us to bridge over the aforementioned troubled water. Sarah, I'm I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Oh, that wasn't the flowing oh. water to which I was referring, <laughs> oh, okay. as a matter of fact. Um, bridge over troubled water might be like if... We were picking this and the basis was like, you have to listen to what you've ranked number one and only that song forever. Yeah. I would be okay with it. I put Bridge Over Troubled Water at number one. So, I mean. 16 points. I cannot argue with that. And it's only for some reasons that I will discuss later that I didn't put it at number one, but it is at number two for me. Mm. Because Bridge Over Troubled Water is one of the greatest songs of all time. And that's that's that on that. (laughs) What did the listeners do? Well, they agreed with you yet again, and they also put it in first place. So I would I would say that Bridge Over Troubled Water is fairly certain to make it on to next week. (laughs) I I think so. I think so. One short of a a perfect score. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So out of a possible 48 points, it got 47. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's probably good enough. I'm going to guess that that's going to be fine. Now, is it too late 
for Carol King to move forward with It's Too Late? Well, before we answer that question, let's hear a clip from Ms. Carol King. There'll be good times again for me and you But we just can't stay together, don't you feel it too? Still I'm glad for what we had And how I once loved you But it's too late, baby, now It's too late, though we really did Man, that really brings me back to the 70s And, um... You know, shouts to people who have their pets in the album art. Um, I think I did not realize that her cat played such a big role um, in in that production design. I may be, I mean, whatever. I can come up with a bunch of sort of um, justifications for ranking this where I did, which uh, was at number seven with 10 points. Um, and they wouldn't necessarily be based on the song, but I just have a very strong um, relationship with this song nostalgically and sort of retroactively. There's that um, industry respect for Carol King. There's the fact that she's, um, I mean, I always say about um, like European procedural television that it's like oh they actually have detectives who are over the age of 28 and have visible pores like you would in life and it's not like american ones where everybody looks like they were extruded on the assembly line like they're very beautiful but it's not relatable carol king is that of like sort of the mid-70s singer songwriter thing for me that it's like oh this is a you know, this is a real person and not this, um, like plot device created in, um, <laughs> created in Topanga Canyon. Like, I, I don't know if that's making any sense. It probably isn't Uh long story, very short number seven, but I have a feeling my cheese is standing alone. Well, I want to say that you're right, that Carol King, one of the things that makes her so appealing as an artist is she does seem like a person that you could have known at school. She doesn't. Right. Seem like somebody someone... that you used to know, but in a Hello. good way. <laughs> exactly. She she really does seem like someone who just was living a normal life and then stumbled into being a genius, which is very appealing. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, I also, in listening to this song again for this episode, was struck by the jazziness of it, which somehow I've never really consciously thought about before this is basically light jazz this song yeah kind of and uh that there's more instrumental breaks in this song than i remembered actually uh again because i typically only listen to words uh and i really sat with the fact that there's a lot of instrumentals in this song and i thought that's actually pretty structurally cool for a number one hit Uh, i still only put it in 15th but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's still like, again, I still really like it. It just, again, uh, uh, it just doesn't get my Emilio Estevez fist pumping. And uh, the patrons were between us. They put it in 12th place with okay. five points. All right. That's about where I thought it would be averaged out. Uh, so that brings us to I Will Always Love You. Now, we've already heard a taste of this song, but since it has become our, I guess, North Star, should we listen to the clip again? <laughs> Yes. And I 
what this is making me think of now our like thing with this song is how on again with this when we were still in the beverly hills 90210 years that they were getting increasingly inappropriate with like the last line of the um uh, the last line before the smash to the credits right so whenever there was like a really dark or sad or like a huge revelation about how someone you know is has finally recalled the details of their assault and then we'd be like (laughs) this is starting to feel like that or like the csi miami cold open where he's like looks like these hearts of palm are broken who rocks scream um (laughs) with all of that said um, I did not rank this that high, but I didn't rank it that low either. It's number 10, seven points. Well, for the very first time in this episode, we agree because that's also where I put this song 10th nice. place with seven points. And in case you're a numerologist, the patrons put it in seventh place with 10 points. So you tell me what it means. Huh? But uh, I don't know what it means. I obviously think this song is good, even after having heard it a gajillion times and also listening to this clip uh, so many times in the last few weeks. I can still appreciate that it's great, but there's just, again, there's just something about it. I I, I have to say, I think I just have heard it too many times to want it to be representative of the entire project. Uh, It it just sort of transcends being a Grammy winner into being something else. And I just don't feel ultimately... That the ultimate Grammy winner for record of the year is a song that feels bigger than the award. You know what I mean? Well, it's like we were saying, I think, in the round of 64 about this. Like, there should be just a special category where the belters go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, fundraisers and then Whitney, Mariah, Adele, Ms. Franklin. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, uh, speaking of cheese standing alone, Sarah... I really like Kiss from a Rose. I think that it is it's so exciting. I'm going to just say it again. Like it is such a structurally interesting song. It's such a sonically interesting song. There just aren't other songs that sound like Kiss from a Rose. It is a one of one experience for me. Uh, there's a touch of Enya in it in the way that he tracks his own vocals and the bridge. There's this sort of mysticism about it but it's also a power ballad and the lyrics do and don't make sense and uh yesterday your friend and mine john ramos texted to say that if he finds out that somebody that i used to know wins it all in this season he could eventually die happy and i said well if it does think of my love for that song as the single rose i'm tossing on your future grave and then he said uh and he said then he quoted kiss from a rose in some way and i was like well done sir Mm -hmm. so point being it's the song that brings friends together and it's the song that does and doesn't make sense i put it in eighth place and i thought of eighth as an important Uh. number in this eight is important in this in this round because top eight is still moving on so i love this song but i also understand that the other songs that i've ranked above it are like all time or, or yeah. there are songs that are like that I like. It's a calculus at this point. It's not just do I like it. I mean, I was incorporating some of my personal taste to make these decisions, but there are other factors at play too. And Kiss from a Rose, I love, but it's not iconic in the way that some of the others are. Therefore, eighth place. Um, I love that you gave this speech that was basically like you wrote your own wedding vows to <laughs> the song, and, and then it's eight. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been more changed by a work of art 
eighth place. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I didn't actually rank it that much lower than you did. This was a strange one where it was like, I just assumed that this was going to be like an easy one to contend with. But here's the thing. Like a lot of these are pleasing in such unique, um, sui generis ways that sometimes to compare them, like it really is apples and cheeses standing alone. (laughs) Um, So I really struggled with where to put this because it was like, you know, do I like it more? Is it better? Is it more representative? Like those are all very different axes. And for this particular song, I was sort of getting a different ranking based on like for each axis. Finally, I just average everything together because I had to, you know, live my life. So it is at number 11 for me with six points. But again, there's one song on here that I kind of can't with anymore. And then the rest of them are all great. So I don't, again, nobody's taste is being insulted here. These were winners for a reason. Yep. Unlike some of the ones we talked about in earlier rounds. So, yeah. Yeah. And once you make it to the Sweet 16, you've proven your point. I think so. You're you're not a fucking pink apple blossom white. That wasn't even one of them. You're not like, the, anyway, you're not some sad ass instrumental from great grandma's attic that has the stench of mothballs on it as you try to convince me that it's something I can dance to with my lady friend from the girl's school down the way. Oh, God. Well, look, um, I feel like Volare still actually should be here because that oh. motherfucker is still stuck in my head. But that's oh, what no. we're talking about. That that was not directed at uh, your friend and mine, Volare. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. that was more directed oh, at a taste of honey. If you if you'd like oh, to know, I forgot the existence of that and assumed that you were busting on Days of Wine and Roses, which you probably also forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This this season really goes a lot of strange places, and we've forgotten a bunch of them that were I, in the sixties. I yes, we have because once again, the Grammys got it so wrong in the sixties. Just yeah, just like wall to wall. Uh-uh. <laughs> just, just 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 wrong in a way. Well, just go back to that episode if you've already forgotten our rage that we um expressed. So uh next up, I pulled a clip of Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain and Tennille because I'm guessing this is our fond farewell to this particular song. Uh we'll see, of course, but Perhaps for the very last time, here's a little taste of Love Will Keep Us Together. picked that particular clip because i just think that bridge is so savage like you yeah, will be an really ugly is. old shitbag someday but at least you got me could you act like you appreciate it anyway i like that yeah i mean and look tony Tennille has um been pretty tireless in testifying to um how um uh, how being captained by daryl dragon was a mixed blessing <laughs> at best at times um I I think I clipped almost that same sequence when we first heard this song, like in the round of 64. 
And I like I think that's the clip because it's the best part of her vocal. Yeah, you do get a sense of how there's like kind of a lot of like garbage percussion happening in the background because you know Mr. Dragon was struggling with some things, and uh, I but it works like the the um, the sum of the parts is like it's a lot of parts but for some reason the whole is is greater it really does go um but i just uh i'm more impressed by this song now than i was before we began this process but this is a tough fucking group so it only reached number 13 for me with four points i'm so sorry miss daniel uh, I'm going to echo that because I agree with you. Even hearing the I will, I will, like that's good. She sounds good. The, the rhythmic stuff that's happening there is interesting. Much love for this song, but not enough for me to take it out of 12th place um, mm-hmm. in, with five yeah. points. And the patrons put it in 15th place with two points. Oh, did I mention that the patrons put Kiss from a Rose in 14th place, by the way? Wow, no, you didn't. And that's... Okay. So it's it's eighth. So that's informational. From, yes. So to go back, that's Kiss from a Rose is an eighth um, for me. How 14th. dare you talk about Mark's song husband like <laughs> exactly. that? Eighth from me, 14th from the patrons, 11th from you. Love will keep us together, 12th from me, 15th from the patrons, 13th from you. I don't mm-hmm. think that uh, we will be seeing captain and Tennille next time but we love them all the same now you alluded to a body of water and therefore i assume that it must be moon river sarah do tell it is um i hadn't listened to this one in a while because it just kept sort of like not being that necessary to re-listen to it but i listened to the version that i have which actually doesn't have a vocal And then um, I realized that for some reason in my iTunes library, there's like, um, there's like five different versions of it by various, like musicians love to try to like do this one over. It's very, um, it's very magnetic as a cover, um, but the song always, like you, you click on it and it's like, well, surely I'll, I'll know who this is based on they're playing or they're singing but the song is able to dominate anyone mm. that steps to it completely unless they're using like a theremin or something and then you're like oh hello leonard Demoy, this was a mistake um i think this song is incredibly beautiful and evocative and makes me feel like i am standing on a riverbank and being uh feeling bittersweetly about something or someone um I am sure it will not survive, but it will not be because I didn't try by putting it in fifth place with 12 points. I will see myself out. Good day, sirs. I said good day. Hold on to your boots because I put it higher than you. You did? I did. I think that this is a fucking timelessly gorgeous evocation of melancholy that Mm -hmm. is probably never going to be exceeded it may be matched but it will not be exceeded in terms of evoking melancholy i think this song is so beautiful it is so stirring i agree with you that the song is so good that 
anyone who sings it is going to eventually be in its service. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the fact that a singer like Audrey Hepburn, who wasn't really that much of a singer, can make it work, but also a gifted vocalist like Judy Garland can make it work. The instrumental is great. I, I just think this song is a masterpiece. And I assumed I also would be fighting the feudal fight and just holding up my little placard and saying, but no. <laughs> Um, so you and I are in agreement. Now, the patrons put it in last place. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's not a surprise. So the fight continues, but it's still mm-hmm. in the fight. And I think that's important. <laughs> I do too. Um, so again, I'm glad, that we, place, I'm glad that we agreed on that. Yes, yes, we did. I, I'm glad that we did too. Um, fourth place from me, fifth place from you, last place from the listeners. But uh, still, good for us, I say. Yeah. And, you know. If you have a chance, if you do like the song or you did vote for it and you want to check out some covers, I I recommend it. It's really a fascinating prospect when a song sort of is is bigger than anyone who comes near it. Like it it has its own sort of like gravity field. That's that's kind of amazing. And, you know, I realized I was just saying earlier about Whitney Houston that the song shouldn't be bigger than the award. But what makes me feel differently about Moon River is that. It's Whitney Houston's very specific performance that feels bigger than the award. And somehow Moon River doesn't feel like it's ever been dominated by any one version. And that slipperiness is actually something that Record of the Year, I think, is good. I mean, Song of the Year is probably the more appropriate category for something that achieves this. But we don't have that. That's not what we're doing this year, this this season. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's why I did what I did. And what you did was pull a clip from Mrs. Robinson. I did, but I pulled it from um, my primary exposure to Simon and Garfunkel that was not on the Bridge Over Troubled Water album was from the um, family cassettes, plural, one for the house, one for the car, of the 1981 concert in Central Park. Um, They led off this show, which was attended by like a gazillion people with Mrs. Robinson. Um, The clip... I was tempted to be like, let's just count off how long the crowd cheers before we finally hear the opening bars. Couldn't do it. It was like a a minute and 10 seconds. But anyway, this is a snippet from the Central Park concert version of Mrs. Robinson. Look at it, you lose. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? 
there is something really um, early 80s corny about the arrangements for this live show. Um, but the fact that you can sometimes hear the crowd and that they're often um, interacting like they are on America. It's one of my favorite things. Like when they mention the cars on the New Jersey turnpike and the whole crowd is like, yay! Like, why are we cheering for the turnpike? <laughs> anyway, um, I am fond of this um, in the same way that I'm fond of It's Too Late. And I put it sort of near it in my rankings. Number nine, eight points. You know, I was just thinking about the fact that between Mrs. Robinson and Vogue, that's two number one hits that reference Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, the patrons liked it even more than you. You put it in ninth place. They put it in fifth place. Wow. Interesting. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have predicted that. I would have thought they would put it lower. Uh, Interesting. I decided to be political here. There is I don't think that we should have two songs by the same act in the Elite Eight, so I put this last. <laughs> <laughs> okay it has nothing to do with my feelings about the song and everything to do with how i think the game should be played and you know what sue <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not gonna sue you but only because you put moon river even higher than i did <laughs> uh so if i am personally torpedoing your favorite song feel free to tweet sarah about it <laughs> mm-hmm. at <laughs> potato country that's my twitter handle (laughs) or you can tweet me at you are blankensop and that will be fine as well (laughs) oh good old at marabuntonship takes another one for the team (laughs) okay now i'm gonna shock you i think a little bit sarah when i tell you that not ready to make nice by the chicks is not in my top eight i am a little shocked by that but actually not really i think that um I think that you made the arguments that could be made for it. And so did I, I'm interested to see what the, what the listeners did. I, to the surprise of no one, this is the song that I'm like, yeah, no thanks. And it is 16th with one point. Yeah. Sorry, chicks. I, I took you as far as I could. Here's where you get off. What did the listeners do? Well, let me, but let me say that the reasoning that I have, even though I do adore this song and still feel that it is one of the most politically important pop songs of all time, it is not, to my mind, correct for a political song to be the number one record of the year. I don't think that that is the story that this award is meant to represent, in my mind, that that political aspect is why i'm thrilled that it's in the sweet 16 but i don't think it should go any further because I, this is not the aclu's record of the year you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah i guess i mean i feel like so many songs are political just by existing sometimes i mean but yeah um, i know but like i just don't want even if the, they're not overt i just don't think it's as good as some of these other songs so I think it's, I really, and I really do, but I just don't think that the all-time greatest record of the year should be about George W. Bush and the people who supported him. Like, yeah, no, I just can't do that. Yeah, let's not, let's not have them take up any more of the brain grapes. No, I agree. Music brings us together, man. Anyway, I put it in ninth place with eight points. And that ninth place just out of my top eight is a nod to how much I really do love the song. But again, there are many vectors, as you said earlier, you put it in 16th and the patrons put it in 11th place, which means that it is a mere 15 points total for the chicks today. Yeah. Now that brings us next to uh, an artist who 
has yet to be clipped in this season, but I still think that that's fine because if you listen to the show, you almost certainly have heard Rolling in the Deep by Adele. And uh, I have enjoyed listening to it as I prepared for each week. It has been really easy for me to continue to give it the green light. So I have put this excellent song, which I feel is both structurally exciting and vocally thrilling, in third place and given it 14 points today. Um, I think we did clip Hello. Yes, um, but not Rolling be, in the Deep. But not Rolling in the Deep, which I I mean, I think we just assumed like we should hold that clip because this is going to be around a while. Um, but it really depends on what the listeners did because, and I will say, I enjoyed this song. Um, it is, you know, above 16th, which means that really for me, like from 8 to... 15 it was like i don't know what to do um and in my case because i didn't really like adele was not going to need my help i didn't feel i put her in 15th because it's like i don't know what else to do with this i don't i don't quite care enough like hello was the adele hill that i was going to die on and then (laughs) it was out so this was sort of like all right do, do i need to think about where this goes maybe not but i don't know because I like I saw the poll, but I try not to look too hard at what the numbers are because I like to be surprised. So what did they do? Well, uh, the so you put it in 15th. I put it in third and they put it in second place. Huh. And interestingly, okay. it was actually in first for most of the time that this poll was live. And then at the very last minute, Bridge Over Troubled Water pipped it by one vote. Wow. So there is strong support for rolling in the deep. And I was, I really thought it was going to be their number one, the patrons. And I was surprised by that, but I'm also still surprised that it's in second place, frankly. But then again, it's my third, it's my third place song. So I shouldn't be that surprised. Anyway, it is I think pretty safe to move on given that it has 31 points total. But uh, I also take your point about this, not being the Adele Hill on which you wanted to lay down your arms or what have you. Yeah. Now, we also do have a clip of Gautier and Kimbra's Somebody That I Used To Know. So, uh, shall we listen to that? Let's. is so much fucking plot just in like 35 seconds of the song that she comes in and she's like she starts out regretful and then in like 18 seconds she is fucking furious and then he comes back in and whereas this is the same vocal as before but before you had some sympathy for the guy and now he just sounds like a whiny turd blossom yes exactly Um, right that's that's fucking amazing and also completely unvain on Gautier's part that he's just like, all right, this is the story. This is fine. I'm an unreliable narrator. We understand what's happening here. Um, This really is a, like, every time I listen to this song, I am just sort of, like, overcome with 
uh, gratitude that the Grammys like slipped and fell on the right thing. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, I I love this song very much. And uh, and yet, it is still only number six for me. But it is number six with eleven points. So I agree with you uh, about this particular section, especially because. You're right. He becomes an unreliable narrator when she's like, but you couldn't get over your ex-girlfriend, you asshole. <laughs> and then I love and he's like, but you didn't have to be so mean. And she's like, didn't I, butthole? Also, I've been waiting two minutes to show up in this song. And Why I, are you like this? It's just so good. I love it. John I, Ramos is right. And I love that she just like yells at him after that. She's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh it's so great. for me the surprise of that the structural uh un- the, the unusual structure of the song is my number one and i just think it's, it, it's i am thrilled i mean i'm also thrilled that ramos is not going to kill you that's right nice. exactly it, it's my number one and you know again do i think that Bridge Over Troubled Water is one of the greatest songs ever written. Of course, yes, especially in the way that Art Garfunkel performs it. But somebody that I used to know is just so distinct and strange and wonderful. And it's like you said, it's almost like a miracle that they accidentally gave this song the award when there was probably some Nora Jones voicemail of her snoring that they could have given the award to. (laughs) I completely forgot that. Nora Jones existed until just now. That's right. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, so you put it in sixth. I put it in first. And the patrons did put it in their top half, though just barely, in eighth place. And um, okay. interesting. Huh. So maybe that means this song is going to struggle next week. I don't know. I actually thought this would be higher from them, too. But here we are. Yeah. What are you going to do? What we're going to do well, is ask we're each individual do. voter why they did that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crossed my mind um i think what we're actually gonna do next is hear a clip of sunny came home yes we certainly are all right um i am not sure what is going to become of this song because i uh contemplated it very deeply and how much i enjoy it and then just stared at my ranking of it <laughs> and was like i am i am an incorrect person but anyway <laughs> Let's hear a clip and then we could talk about where we all ranked it. It's still so good to me. I love this yes. song so much. And just her her delivery of um like there's just a like a side eye that she manages to get into some of the lines, but like she's doing way more than it seems like she's doing, Sean yes. Colvin, but she's also not doing too much at any point. Like I was listening to the song again and I was like, is this maybe a little too long? Like m- maybe it is. But that last bit where the match is blown out, yes, is like 
you you have to have been sitting with that guitar noodling for a while so that that can take you by surprise each time. Yes. Um, so uh, even listening to it right now, I'm like, I have made a terrible mistake <laughs> ranking it at 14th. Oh, shit. Um, and if I had it to do again, I wouldn't probably put it that low. But I just, like, I don't know. that it's It's how it is. Three points. But that's Dems. <laughs> Maybe breaks. it won't matter at a question mark. <laughs> well, the patrons put it in 13th place. Oh, dear. Sorry, girl. <laughs> so oh. I will just say, as I think we talk about this song for the last time, although it it did, I think, get like second place in our Lilith Fair season. So it's not I like we haven't did. shown it some love. True. I just think this song continues to be like a box of wonders. You think you've heard everything there is to hear in it, mm-hmm. and then something else happens, and you think, oh, right, she really could have been wailing this vocal to make the rage really obvious, but the rage is subdued, which actually makes yes. it scarier. <laughs> yeah. No, this is excellent storytelling. That was the big She's thing I thought about. It. That was the big thing I thought about this time is that someone who is who has decided to burn the house down, isn't angry about it anymore. They're just going yeah. to do it now. And that is in its way more terrifying than someone doing something out of fury. Like this woman, yeah. Sunny brought a book uh, with some plans in it. She made a list. Mm-hmm. She remembered to grab a sweater. Like she was going to fucking destroy you, but she was not going to get destroyed. And I just think mm-hmm. that's awesome. So anyway, that's why I put this song in fifth and gave it 12 points but i don't think it's going to really matter when all the final tallying is done but that's okay uh we all know that we can still like a song even if it doesn't leave the sweet 16 that's true i think we can i'm pretty sure we can now (laughs) i i am suspecting that both of us put this next song uptown funk in our top eight uh i put uptown funk in seventh place and gave it 10 points because Like there needs to be a roller skating song, there also needs to be a song in here that's just fun and is Mm -hmm. just just here to entertain some folks. And that's what this song is, and it does to such a high level. I actually think that 7th might be a bit low, ultimately, but that's where it landed this week. Um, So that's 7th place for me, 10 points, and the patrons put it in 4th and gave it 13 points. How about you? Um, Well, I think that Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold, should proceed to the Elite Eight. So I'm going to do my best to make that happen with the 14 points that I gave it in third place. Um, That's probably a little high in this group, but I don't care. Like, these are the choices that you have to make. And um, even thinking about the song, we don't have a clip right now. I'm like doing sort of ghost finger snaps and the like booty pop in my chair like okay this is the effect that even thinking about this song has so it's gotta be in the top eight certainly and um looking at the rest of my top eight like it's a weird weird decisions were made but this one i'm comfortable with so yep third place well done um now i have to say this last song what's love got to do with it by tina turner i I struggled. I struggled so hard with this. I struggled. I think this song is really good. And if you've been counting along at home, you'll know I've only got sixth place left. So that's where I put it. But like, it's really good. It's a good, it's a rock song. It's a pop song. The story behind it about her career resurrection is really inspiring. But like, am I going to want to move it on out of the Elite Eight if it makes it? I don't know. 
there's just something about it that I feel like maybe the culture has done enough rhapsodizing about this song to sort of inure me to it a slight bit. And again, mm. it, it sounds crazy because I obviously like the song. It's in the Sweet 16. I helped put it there. I'm not, I'm never going to be sorry to hear it. But as we get down to the nitty gritty, I think, huh, maybe I've cooled on this one just a touch. Anyway, sixth place for me. Uh, the patrons really loved it. They put it in third place and gave it 14. But Sarah, what about you? Well, you've probably noted um, yourself that I only have 12th place left, and yep. that's where I put it. And um, it did feel like I really struggled with, like, am I am I putting it where it is, where you know, wherever it happened to be, because that's where I think it is, or because I don't want to disrespect this woman's story. And yes. it's like, you know what? <laughs> Ms. Turner does not care <laughs> what I do. With this song, the fact that we're talking about it at all is the point. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, like, like you've been saying about your Emilio Estevez moment, like, I just don't, I just don't go there with this song it, anymore. I think when it first came out, maybe, but that's not when we're ranking it. Yeah, and honestly, five years old. So yeah, that's what I did, and I'm not sure it's going to matter, but that's what the the calculator is for. And honestly, if this had been better, be good to me, I might be easier, have an easier time thinking I wasn't going to let it go because that song is just Mm -hmm. doesn't have so much legend attached to it. And what you just said is, I think, quite correct. If we don't push this forward, are we disrespecting everything Tina has done? And then you're right. She lives in a Swiss chalet. She does not care. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, Okay. So there were, I've already now been able to discover our top eight. So shall I just go through them alphabetically in terms of who's moving forward? Or would you like me to do them from least points to most points? I think least to most points. Well, Sarah, I think you and I will both gasp with delight when i reveal that in eighth place is moon river yes just barely it has 26 points and the next ranked song in ninth place which was boulevard of broken dreams has 25 points so boulevard of broken dreams didn't make it no but moon river did fuck (laughs) actually can we can we do the whole list yeah, or is that actually, no, that's good. Let's why not? Screw it. We're here. Okay. So as I'm going through, I'm going to re- read the point totals and then I will indicate whether or not the song has made it to the top eight. Number one. Okay. The first song this that we talked about was Beat It. It got 30 points and it did make it through. Okay. The next song we talked about was Betty Davis Eyes. That's 20 points. I don't know where this ranks. I haven't done the exact numerical rankings for anything below eighth, but it didn't make it through. Uh, still okay. 20 points. Not bad. Boulevard of Broken Dreams in ninth place with oh, oh with uh, 25 points. So just edged out. Next. Uh, that unsu- is yeah. shocking. I mean, I am shocked. I am shocked. Shook. Shooketh. Yeah. Shocked, shook, shaken, stricken. Stirred. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stricken from the record is what Boulevard of Broken Dreams is now, unfortunately. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. When we did the round one uh, I really uh, 
thought that this song was going to make it to the top four. But I assumed this was going into the championship round, honestly. But okay, that does make things a little easier for me in some ways. <laughs> in a way, it's the sweet relief of death. Yes. <laughs> the cold embrace of the grave. Uh, next, unsurprisingly, with the highest score of the entire uh, round is Bridge Over Troubled Water with 47 points. Uh, no shocker. It's moving nope. forward. Um. It's Too Late got 17 points, so it will not be joining us in the next round. Okay. However, I Will Always Love You with 27 points will be moving forward. <laughs> it was uh, it was our seventh place, and so that clip lives to sing another day. Always. <laughs> um, I, I My love for it notwithstanding, I will remain married to it, but Kiss from a Rose with 18 points shan't be moving forward. Mm, okay. Um, now the lowest scoring song this week was the captain and Tennille with love will keep us together with a mere 11 points, but the, you know, every single one of these songs managed to break into double digits, which is still pretty impressive. Like we didn't have any three pointers, which usually (laughs) something like this, there's kind of a consensus blech, but this is the problem with this season is that that's not true. Right. The consensus black was bounced weeks ago at this point. <laughs> now that brings us to moon river, which I've already revealed is in fact in our top eight with 26 I... points. <laughs> what the fuck? Now that means that it's time now to start calling your, your constituents and getting the vote out because can we push it to the final four? How far can we ride this pony? Let's see. I, I think, that actually might make this song the only one from the first bracket that is moving on. <laughs> I think you're right. Because um, M- Mrs. Robinson... Oh, no, because Bridge Over Troubled Water is from the first bracket, too, I think. Right. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. Well, Mrs. Robinson, because of my overt shenanigans, will not be moving on. <laughs> uh, because it landed with a mere 21 points, and my dastardly work here is done. <laughs> Good for you. Not Ready to Make Nice would have landed in 15th with a mere 15 points, although still mm. not terrible. Uh, no. But this is the end of the road for the chicks, so you don't have to listen to it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was never ready to make nice with that song, and um, now I don't have to. Uh, Rolling in the Deep, which I guess we should get around to finally clipping next week, uh, <laughs> made made it through to the next round with 31 points. Okay. Uh, somebody that I used to know also has made it through with 36 points. Phew. I know. I would have been very sorry if that one had not made it through, but it did. Uh, Sonny came home. Uh, we love you, girl, but this is the end of the road for you. You are not moving on. 19 points. And then both of our final two songs, Uptown Funk and What's Love Got to Do With It, shall be moving forward with 37 points for Uptown Funk and... Uh, that actually means that Uptown Funk is the second place overall song. Wow. Which I think is pretty cool. But also tells you a lot that first place is 47 and second place is 37. That means that there's yeah. really only one song on which there is true consensus. Are we talking about our winner? Who can say? We'll have to keep listening to find out. Uh, and then What's Love Got to Do With It with 30 points also makes it through. So it's interesting that one, two, three, four, five, six of these songs made it with over 30 points. And only mm. one made it over 40. So that's that's interesting. 
usually it's not um, as difficult to choose. And like we always say that sometimes the one where everyone's like, yeah, that one's fine, ends up being your number one because it hasn't offended anyone and, and been <laughs> right. put in last. Right. Um, this is a little bit different that you really are having to like, <laughs> you know, split some babies with this. Um, and that Boulevard of Broken Dreams has already fallen out is like, wow. Like, That's a shock. Is it a is joke. a shocker. That to me is the biggest upset that we've had in this whole season is that song not making it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. By one point, by surprised. one, one point. But yeah. that's that's how the Moon River flows, y'all. So just as one last time, <laughs> here are our Elite Eight songs in alphabetical order. Beat It, Bridge Over Troubled Water, I Will Always Love You, Moon River, Rolling in the Deep, Somebody That I Used to Know, Uptown Funk, and What's Love Got to Do With It. Not bad. Not too shabby, I would say. But having to cut this in half again. I know this is now this is really and I, this is where we're going to have a bunch of ties and we're going to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to have to just be like, oh, God. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, that we should just do that as a live call in show. And it's like, all right, whoever's awake when we're doing this, <laughs> just get on it. Well, that's next week's problem. For this week, I say good work to us all. And, uh, of course, patrons, we so appreciate you voting. And we appreciate all of you, even if you're not patrons, for listening, for commenting on social media. We couldn't do this without you. We wouldn't want to do it without you. And, uh, Sarah, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. um, If uh, you would like to talk about how our choices have created a boulevard of your broken dreams, um, again, join us on patreon.com slash mastass and jump on our discord. It's a really fun community discussion and we'd love to have you and God help us all. We will see you (laughs) next week for the Elite Eight. And Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Sarah D. Bunting and Mark Blankenship. That's me. And edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. This podcast is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. And if you want to talk about songs, suggest a season theme, get a pop chart reading or customized playlist, or have a cocktail with us and your fellow listeners, then come on by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash where you'll find polls, happy hours, and tons of extra episodes and content. We're also at Talk Songs on Twitter, at Mastass Everywhere on Instagram, and Mastass.podcast on Facebook. Or just email us, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. All that contact info will be in our show notes. Scroll down. Hope we'll be talking about songs with you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.